Welcome to day four of the 12 days of Christmas. Hey guys, welcome back to the All Bodies Nutrition Podcast. This is your host, Lenny, and as always, I am so grateful to have you here with me today. Today is day four of the 12 days of Christmas. Um, obviously, if you've been listening to the first three days, you you know, you know know that this is going on. Um, unfortunately, I was not able to do my intro episode, which is what I did last year, kind of explaining a little bit of the backstory of the inspiration behind the series um, because I caught COVID. Um, I was very sick, um, not not to the point where I had to be hospitalized, thank God, but just very, very unwell. And part of it was losing my voice. So my voice is still not back to normal yet. So if you hear me sounding a little bit different, um, yes, this is why. Um, but I am so excited that I am able to now finally talk again. Um, and so I thought I would go into a little bit about why I'm doing this series for the 12 days of Christmas and a little bit of the background behind that. Um, and again, if you haven't listened to the first three days yet, I had some amazing um, guests on talking about really cool topics, really important topics and things that I think are important for all of us to kind of learn more about and keep in our minds during the holiday season. So the inspiration behind this series was that when I was growing up, when I was younger, Um, My grandmother would do this thing for the 12 days of Christmas called the Christmas boxes. And um, if you don't already know me, I have one younger sister. Her name is Johnny. And my grandmother, every single night from December 12th up until, you know, the day of Christmas, she would at night have these little tin Christmas boxes that looked like little gingerbread houses. And every night for those 12 nights after dinner and we would like you know take our baths and put on our pajamas she would bring out these Christmas boxes and we each had one and it was like a tin box and we would obviously reuse them and she would put in like a few cookies that she would make she would always bake like so many different types of like traditional Greek cookies chocolate chip cookies um, rainbow cookies like it was just like such an amazing time such a nostalgic time when I think back on it anyway so she would pack up these boxes with these cookies, these treats, and then she would put like little prizes in it, like little toys or stickers. And we would be so excited. Like it made it so exciting, like gearing up for Christmas. It was just such a nice memory. And so when I started this podcast and, you know, the the Christmas season was kind of coming upon us last year in 2021, I was like, you know what? I want to like obviously commemorate her. She passed away in 2015, unfortunately. Um, but I still remember that memory fondly. And I was like, I wanted to do something for my listeners, um, for my clients, for people who follow me on social media that, you know, support me. And I just wanted to provide extra content, little tidbits. Um, some episodes are longer than others of just like anti-diet culture stuff, recovery stuff, things like that. And so that's kind of where it started from. So this is kind of in memory of my grandmother, Helen. Um, and I enjoyed doing it last year. And so I thought I was prepared this year. Um, and I was prepared in terms of my um, recordings with other guests. But my self-recordings were supposed to be the week before the 12 days of Christmas, which again, I 
had COVID um, and I'm still on the meds. And again, if you guys are, you know, struggling with a cold or a virus or a sickness, I hope you're feeling better. I hope that you're taking the time to take care of yourself. It's so important, especially during this like busy, hectic time of the year to really take that time. Um, I know it was hard for me to kind of take a step back and reschedule my clients. I'm so grateful um, if you guys are listening for being so understanding. Um, and I'm grateful that you guys stuck around to day four of the 12 days of Christmas. So let's get into this episode. So the topic of today's episode is grief and gratitude during the holidays. And it kind of came to me last minute. Um, you know, the holidays could be a good time for a lot of us and sometimes and not such a good time depending on the way that you look at it. And when I talk about grief, um, grief could come from so many different sources and I'll kind of get into that, but the ins- like the inspiration behind this specific episode was the passing of a really uh, bright light of our time. His name was Twitch. He um, obviously was struggling with mental, with his mental health, and um, he passed away last week. And he was like, I guess, like a DJ or like a hype man for the Ellen Ellen DeGeneres show. Um, And a lot of people follow him on social media, obviously him and his wife um, during like COVID, the lockdowns and things like that. They would post all these really fun dancing videos on like TikTok and Instagram. And so the general public, I guess, would know who he is. And it's so heartbreaking and sad. Um, And the reason why I wanted to talk about this topic is because I saw a lot of people posting, you know, like the usual thing, like when something bad happens in the world or someone famous passes away or, you know, there's another tragedy, everyone like puts an outpouring of support, which is phenomenal and great and so important. Um, But I think it's also important to recognize that people struggle so much on a daily basis that we may not always recognize it. And I come from this perspective as someone who struggles with their mental health and being in a place where I was kind of stuck for a really long time and you know I I have been open about my struggle with generalized anxiety disorder my uh, struggle with bouts of depression and I am so grateful to be in the place that I am now and mentally um, but it took me a really long time to get here and it was a combination of a lot of things but a big thing for me was going on medication, which literally changed my life and saved my life. Um, I think back on when my mental health really declined, which I would say was during 2020 at some point. I know for a lot of people, you know, obviously that was a rough year and, and feeling isolated and, you know, a million other things, people passing away, people being sick, things like that. You know, during that year, I lost three family members within a few months. Um, So it was a really dark time for me. Um, And I, I never remembered in my life being so low and feeling so low and feeling so overwhelmed with grief that I didn't know how to like function. Um, And I was able to function in terms of like my work and stuff like that. But aside from that, it was just, I could turn it off just from like the work purpose. Um, And then after that, I would like shut down. 
And when I think back on it, it makes me so sad because I did struggle with anxiety for most of my life and I didn't understand what it was. Um, I just thought that like, okay, that's how everyone feels. Um, but it got to the point for me where I was feeling not only emotionally and mentally very, very poorly, but it impacted my physical health where like I would have absolutely terrible chest pains like someone stabbed me in the chest and I would feel like that all the time. Um, not just like when I felt particularly anxious, I would have um, anxiety attacks multiple times a day where I was living in a constant state of like fight or flight. And it wasn't due to one particular thing. It was just that was part of me. Um, and, you know, a lot of people when they look at mental illnesses and they look at anxiety for example you know people think like oh well you know you can journal and you can meditate and you can exercise and you could take these supplements and all those things are great and like you should do whatever works for you um but for me I lived in a state of too long telling myself that I was able to get through it and that time never came and when it was up until the spring of 2021 when I really was like recognizing like, okay, I cannot go on like this anymore. And I went to the doctor and I explained what I was feeling. Um, and I started my journey with figuring out, you know, what medication works for me and things like that. Um, it, it changed my life and it saved my life. And I want to talk about it so pronouncedly because I think a lot of people, you know, you know, we talk about, oh, we're, we did, we are destigmatizing, you know, medication and mental health is important. And we say all these things, but like, when you're in the middle of it, <clears throat> excuse me, and you're someone who's really struggling, and I'm not talking about like, oh, you feel stressed out because of work, like, like those are, of course, un, like not such good things, but like those are like pretty normal things. Um, you know, when I think back when I was in school, grad school, my dietetic internship, I had a lot going on. Um, and I was always stressed out because I was constantly in school having exams, you know, working, things like that. That was like normal stress. That was a normal way of feeling anxious. Like, oh, I have another test to study for. But this, I'm talking about something that really kind of sucks you up. And you're like kind of like, like it's kind of like you're treading water and then you're kind of drowning and you can't get out of it. And so that's kind of where the place I was. And I wanted to share this with you guys because if any of you were struggling, I just wanted you to know that you are not alone. I am always here to talk and listen. I, um, my email and my DMs are always open. I have my Instagram linked in the show notes. I also have my email linked in the show notes. Um, so if you just wanted to talk, not even related to nutrition or anything like that, I'm here to listen. Um, and I reached a point where... I didn't want to be alive anymore. And it wasn't that I was like actively harming myself. Um, it was more of just like, oh, if I didn't wake up tomorrow, I wouldn't really care. Like that's kind of like how I felt. And I genuinely felt that way. I didn't feel excited for anything. I didn't like look to the future and say like, oh, you know, I want to have children and do all these other things and, you know, travel. It was just like, I was just so in such a distraught state and I genuinely felt that way. And I expressed that way to, you know, some people close to me and, 
you know, I think when people think about, you know, suicidal thoughts, they think like, oh, they think about like these like dramatic things, you know, um, and for me, it wasn't so dramatic where like I was actively harming myself or actively looking to harm myself. It was just kind of like, up. Oh, if I just don't wake up tomorrow, that's fine. I'm good with it. Not a big deal. And like, you shouldn't feel that way. You know what I mean? Um, and so I'm grateful that I'm in a position now where I don't feel that way. And I recognize that that's like, not like, I don't have to feel that way. And a lot of it, most of it was changed in me over time with medication and really prioritizing my mental health and enforcing healthy boundaries and you know it takes time but for a long time I was in a place where it wasn't good and so when I think about the holidays I remember you know the holidays for the past few years and it just like wasn't the same for me you know I talk about the passing of my grandmother and my grandfather um he passed away right before Christmas Eve in 2015 um so like I have those memories and I'm sure that you have memories whether they're recent or memories from you know your childhood or even just things that are happening right now in your life that suck and that really kind of create this overwhelming grief in your life and you know it's important for us to recognize it and sit with it and know that like it's okay to feel the way that we feel but it's also important for us to kind of talk about it with those that we care about um with a healthcare professional um and i just want anyone listening who is struggling right now to know that you're not alone and that there is a way out of it um and so that is like the first main point that i wanted to make So now more specifically, I wanted to talk about body grief, grief in terms of our changing bodies. So if you are someone who is in recovery from an eating disorder or disordered eating and your weight has changed, you may feel body grief. You may look back at your smaller body or pictures of yourself at a time where you were in a smaller body and look back and feel sad about it and say like, wow, like I wish that I looked like that at during that time um and looking at yourself now if you are in a bigger sized body or you're in recovery and your your body is constantly changing um it can feel very scary especially when you've spent most of your lifetime trying to shrink your body or keep your body in the smallest size possible and take up the least amount of space and so I want you guys to know that that's okay Um, a lot of my clients are currently going through this as well in terms of body grief and recovery Um, it's hard regardless of you know whether you are in a straight size body or a larger size body and it's especially harder when you are in a larger size body because people don't necessarily recognize that disordered eating and eating disorders impact bodies of all sizes and when you're already in a larger size body the odds are kind of stocked stacked against you in terms of uh you know sizing and just everyday things like seats on a plane and things like that and so to be recovering in a larger size body it is more difficult um but i'm just talking kind of to the general um population who regardless is struggling with seeing their bodies change like it's okay and it feels uncomfortable um and i thought i would just kind of highlight that and talk a little bit about how to maneuver that 
So if you are in recovery or you're healing a relationship with food and your body is changing, your clothes may not be fitting you the way that they used to, or you may be putting on things from last year or the previous year that doesn't fit you the same way, doesn't close, and it feels very uncomfortable, and it kind of triggers this like panic. Like, oh my God, like I gained weight. Oh my God, I can't fit into my stuff. And of course, there's like one aspect, like a financial aspect where it's like, oh, like, you know, maybe financially it's a burden on you to have to buy new clothes or a new jacket or new dresses for the holiday season. And that's completely understandable. Um, And on on the other hand, just the concept of having to buy different sizes, you may not even know what size you are. Um, because sizing is trash and I have a whole other podcast episode coming up about that, which I'll talk about separately. Um, but we know that sizing across the board is not the same. So if you're like, let's say a size 12 in one store, it doesn't mean that you're going to be a size 12 in another store. And honestly, you're probably not going to be in a size 12 in every single thing that that one specific store carries. Um, so that's a whole other thing but the concept of having to go up in sizing seems very scary so like let's say your whole life you were a size 10 um I was probably never a size 10 maybe like when I was in elementary school but I'm just coming up with a random number so maybe you were a size 10 and now in recovery and things like that you were a size 14 but now that isn't fitting you so now you need to go up to like maybe a 16 or an 18 it feels scary. Our our society has demonized larger sizes, gaining weight, bodies changing, um, and it's a normal feeling to have. And I want you guys to recognize that, but I also want you guys to recognize that this body that you're in right now is not necessarily the body that you're going to be in for the rest of your life. Your body is going to continue to change throughout your lifespan. And that's how it's meant to be. You know, we are not robots for as far as I know. We are not aliens as far as I know. Um, And our bodies are going to change throughout our lifespan. And when we just talk about biologically, what happens to our body composition in terms of like bone density fat mass, muscle mass, things like that, are those things change throughout our lifetime. So when we're younger and our bone density is still able to be increasing as we get older, like our bones don't continue to replenish themselves as well. So that's why you hear a lot of people when they're older getting osteoporosis and having bone, you know, they talk about strong and healthy bones when we're younger and we don't think about that, but it is actually very important going into, you know, your older years because of things like falling and stature and making sure that like you're standing up tall and that you have that kind of core strength. But in terms of our bone density, it decreases over time. So that means that you know, that part of your body will weigh less, whereas it becomes more hard for your body to maintain muscle mass. So when you're younger, it's easier to grow your muscles. And I don't necessarily just mean like muscles in terms of like your heart and things like that. I mean, like, you know, muscles in your legs and your arms and your glutes and things like that. So it's easier to grow muscle tissue when you're younger and maintain it compared to when you're older, your cell turnover is not the same. So as we age, we actually lose muscle. Um, And so that changes and a lot of people end up gaining more fat mass 
as they get older. So just biologically, our bodies change without us doing anything. Um, Excuse me. So when we talk about someone who has been a chronic dieter, and I mean like someone who maybe has lost and gained the same like 10, 20 pounds, it could be someone who has lost a significant amount of weight. Um, It could be someone who actively struggles with an eating disorder. Um, And so when we talk about all these weight changes and this weight cycling, that has an impact on our actual body composition. So like I've said in previous episodes and my clients who are listening know, I always talk about how when you have a history of dieting or, you know, disordered eating and or an eating disorder, your body composition is not the same as it used to be. And it's because you your body has gone through so much stress that, you know, your metabolism does not function the same way as it used to. Um, you may have less muscle mass than you did prior to this, you know, kind of dieting cycle um, or eating disorder, which impacted your weight. Um, and so all those things come into play. So when we talk about the body that you're in right now, this is your protective mechanism. Your body is really smart and it's going to want to protect you and preserve itself as much as it can. And throughout the recovery process, your body will continue to change. And I cannot predict what that will be, whether it will stay the same, whether it will continue to grow, whether it will shrink. I don't know. Each person has their own journey and it may fluctuate throughout your lifetime, but just recognizing that it's okay to take up more space. And it's something that I struggled with myself for a long time, telling myself like, it's okay, Lenny, that you live in a larger size body. Like you have always lived in a larger size body. I was always bigger than my peers in school. Um, my actual physical stature, my, my bones, my, uh, my, the muscles in my legs, like they've always just been bigger and it's okay. And to live that way for so long of trying to shrink your body and trying to, you know, force yourself into a size that like, isn't natural for you. It's exhausting to live that way. Um, and I talk about this a little bit more in another episode, um, that's coming up, um, which I hope you guys enjoy. Um, but just in terms of body grief, I think it just is very evident during this time of year, especially because of all the diet messaging and, you know, the weight loss ads and the, the Noom nonsense. Um, because as we know, Noom is a diet um, and Weight Watchers, but I think they call themselves something else now. Um, all these dieting ads are being, you know, put forth. And then when you add in holiday gatherings and family members and friends and coworkers talking about, you know, them going on a diet or, oh, I have to get off this weight in the new year. I'm going to start a new diet. I'm going to start keto. I'm going to start joining a gym, blah, 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 blah. Um, it kind of adds into the grief that we feel. So already if we're feeling uncomfortable in our bodies, and we're recovering, we're trying to heal our relationship with food. It's hard enough as is just that, you know, those factors on their own, but then you add in all of that external diet culture stuff and it makes it even harder and it may make you feel even more uncomfortable and more sad. And I just want you guys to know that it's okay, but there is a way out of it and there's a place that you can get to where 
you're not going to feel this way all the time. And it's never going to completely disappear. I was talking with one of my clients and she um, was going through this. And so it kind of was something that I wanted to mention in this podcast. But looking back on your body in other places and during other times of your life, you don't necessarily remember how much you were struggling then, how much you were restricting, how much maybe you were over-exercising and hating yourself. And even when you were in that smaller size or that smaller body, you probably still were not satisfied because it's never enough, you know? And so when you come to a place where you are right now where you decided, you know what, I am going to heal my relationship with food I'm going to prioritize my mental health. It's okay to know that you might feel sad and you might feel unhappy with how you look. But how you feel is so much more important. And if you are making the journey to feeling more at peace with food and your body, that is what is going to make you feel your best. And your body is going to do its thing. In the end, it's going to end up where it needs to be and where it wants to be, and where it's comfortable being, but it just takes time to get there. Um, So I think that that is just a part of grief that we don't necessarily think about all the time. Of course, there's grief in terms of death, in terms of mental illness, in terms of sick family members and friends, and things like that. There's so many different areas of grief that we could talk about, but more specifically, I wanted to talk about this specific topic. So if it resonated with you, please let me know. Send me an email, send me a DM, um, and let's get into gratitude. So let's talk about gratitude. So first and foremost, I am so grateful for you guys. Um, for anyone who follows me on social media, who interacts with me on social media, for my clients, for any of my listeners who are listening to this podcast, I am so grateful for you guys. This community that we have been building means so much to me and it makes everything that I do seem so worth it. And I always tell myself, if I just help one person at any point in any given day, at any given time, that is such a blessing. Because, you know, I think something that I value a lot about any any specific individual is like, what does someone do to try to impact others and like help others like that to me is such an important like pillar of my life and something that I've always I idealized idolized yes idolized um and so I'm just grateful for you guys um it means so much to me that you guys take the time to listen to me and my guests and the topics that I talk about and it just you know, when I started the podcast, it was kind of for fun. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, like, you know, COVID, I feel like this would be fun. And it just became such a huge part of my life. And I love it so much. And I'm excited to see it grow even more and to have even more amazing guests on and and talk about even more topics in relation to diet culture, eating disorders, recovery, and things like that. So the gratitude is real. So the grief is real and the gratitude is real. And when I look back on on the grief of, of my life or, you know, experiencing my poor mental health and then I think of where I am right now, I'm so grateful for my mental health. I'm so grateful that I decided to go to the doctor and explain how I was feeling and, you know, trying out different medications and different doses. You know, it really saved my life and 
to feel hopeful again and to feel, you know, at peace with myself and know that, like, I am on the path that I'm supposed to be. It's just such a blessing. And if you guys are hearing some weird noises right now, it's my pug, Penelope. She is insisting on me holding her right now. She climbed up on me and I'm holding her. So if you hear little murmurs or little weird gremlin noises, that is my pug Penelope. If you don't know who she is, just head to my Instagram. I post her probably at least once a day. Um, And if you aren't already following me on Instagram, please go give me a follow. It's all.bodies.nutrition. It's also linked in the show notes. Um, But back to gratitude. Um, This time of year also makes us great like it reminds us of what we're grateful for so when I look back at my life and I look back at my childhood and those memories that I created you know with my grandmother and my sister growing up like I look back on those memories so fondly and it makes me like feel so good inside and I'm grateful that I had that and I know you know there was a lot of trauma in my childhood um and growing up throughout my lifespan thus far um but I was very grateful to have had her in my life and she represented so much to me and she was such an amazing person and even though she's been gone for what feels like forever now um I still look back and I I feel grief but I also feel gratitude and I'm grateful for everything um that she did for me and my family and you know I think it's important for us when we evaluate how we're feeling overall in our life to look at the good and you know of course the bad as well because obviously nothing is ever perfect um and that's okay too so being grateful for having a body grateful that my body helped get me through having a serious virus where like literally there were a few nights there where I was like oh my god this is probably what it feels like to be dying like I'm not being dramatic the pain that I was experiencing in my throat through my sinuses and my head it was really really unbearable like I was crying because that's how bad it was but you know now that I'm feeling better like I'm just grateful that my body fought fought it off so you know if for some reason you know something doesn't fit me anymore or I need to buy a larger size in something like I recognize that like okay my body changes but it also means that like my body is strong and it went through a lifetime of me trying to shrink it you know I talk about dieting I was dieting since I was eight years old I was actively trying to shrink my body from being a child of seven or eight and so it's been through a lot and so I'm grateful that I'm here today and that you know I am able to lift weights which I haven't done in a while because I've been sick but I'm excited to get back to you know the gym and lifting weights again and things like that but it's just like really thinking for basic things like thinking about in basic terms of like why you are grateful what brings you gratitude so I'm grateful for you guys I'm grateful for my body I'm grateful for my mental health and you know there's obviously a long long list of you know friends and family and things like that but at the end of the day like our body is our home and it's the thing that we live in for the entirety of our lifespan and we should be more kind to it and take care of it more consistently and more lovingly so if you are someone who is struggling with your relationship with food if you are experiencing disordered eating or an eating disorder um, or if you're already in recovery or 
actively trying to be in recovery, just know that your body is amazing and it does so many amazing things and it is keeping you alive today throughout all this all this stuff that goes on in the world, all these illnesses, and of course, this chronic dieting that we put stress on our bodies under. Like your body kept you here and you are still here. And that is amazing. And you should be so in awe of what your body does. So thank you guys for sticking around and listening to this solo episode. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. If you haven't already listened to the first three days of the 12 days of Christmas, go back and listen. Um, and I just want to let you guys know that I am running a little sale on a four-week self-run Redefine Your Own Version of Healthy Money course. Um, and I am running a promo for selling it for $99. So it's essentially a four-week m- module um, program where you watch videos of me. There are journal prompts to kind of help you start to detox from diet culture um you can do it at your own pace even though it's four weeks you can take longer um you have access to it for as long as the you know i'm alive and um i wanted to discount it for the podcast um so if you use diet the code diet culture sucks you get it for 99 dollars. so i will leave all of that info in the show notes if you are confused or have any questions send me an email dm me um but i will be running this promo for the duration of the year um but i am mostly just promoting it on my podcast because you guys are my people and um i just want to help you in any way that i can and a great way to start just you know your journey and even if you already are in recovery um i think it's a great way to kind of drown out that diet culture talk during this time of year so again head to the show notes if you are interested it's a four-week mini course you do it at your own self-pace but a new module is released every week and it is on sale for $99 so just make sure to use the promo code diet culture sucks and again everything is in the show notes so I'm just so grateful for you guys I will see you guys tomorrow and I hope you have a great day